Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 14th of March. India registered more than 25,000 COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours and the total COVID tally now stands at over 1 crore 13 lakh. This was the highest single-day spike in infections in nearly three months. 158 deaths were reported in the same period and the death toll stood past 1,58,000. More than 2.97 crore people have been vaccinated in the country, according to government data. Of them, more than 15 lakh people were given the vaccine yesterday. Maharashtra logged 15,000 COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours following the trend for the second consecutive day. Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre instructed hotels and restaurants to ensure that they strictly follow COVID-19 protocols on their premises. He warned them to not force the state to take drastic steps like a lockdown. He added, and I quote, Consider this as the last warning. Follow the rules. Everyone has to realize the difference between self-discipline and restrictions. Unquote. The United States International Development Finance Corporation has announced that it will financially assist Hyderabad Pharma Biological E to produce at least 1 billion doses of COVID vaccines by the end of 2022. This comes after the members of the Quad, the United States, India, Japan and Australia, Friday vowed to pool their financial resources, manufacturing and logistical capacities for vaccine production. Our story of the week this time is the arrest of Mumbai cop Sachin Waze and the series of events leading up to it. We will come back to this story later in the episode. Ten days after resigning from his post, former Karnataka minister Ramesh Jarkiholi yesterday filed an FIR against unnamed persons alleging extortion, forgery and criminal conspiracy. The minister had been accused of sexually harassing a woman in return for a government job after a video of him with a woman surfaced. It was circulated on social media and local news channels. In the wake of the controversy, Jarkiholi had resigned from the cabinet on March 3rd, denying all allegations against him. The FIR was lodged in Sadashiv Nagar police station of Bengaluru by M.B. Nagraj, an associate of Jarkiholi, after the former minister sent a written complaint to the police. In his complaint, Jarkiholi claimed that the CD was fake. He alleged that the CD was being used to blackmail him. Jarkiholi said after the complaint was filed, and I quote, it is a conspiracy. It is a bogus CD that has been used to blackmail. This affects not just me, but all those who could be blackmailed similarly. We have started the legal battle. Unquote. Jarkiholi's complaint comes three days after the state government formed a special investigation team to investigate allegations by him that the CD was part of a conspiracy to defame him. 22-year-old climate activist Disha Ravi last night put out a statement about her arrest nearly a fortnight after being released in connection with the farmer protest toolkit case. She was arrested in a case filed by the Delhi police for creation of an online document intended to garner support for the farmer protests. The toolkit, which is a term used by activists for campaign material, was tweeted by Swedish activist Greta Thunberg. Ravi was released from Tihar jail on February 23rd after nine days of being in custody. In her statement on social media, Ravi said that she had been pronounced guilty by quote-unquote TRP-seeking news channels, adding that the truth always reveals itself. She wrote, and I quote, In all these years, if someone had asked me where I see myself in five years, I would have never answered jail, but here I was, unquote. Talking about a media trial being run against her post her arrest, she wrote, and I quote again, It's no surprise that in the days that followed, my autonomy was violated. My photographs were splashed all over the news. My actions were pronounced guilty, not in the court of law, but on flat screens by seekers of TRPs. I sat there, unaware of many abstractions made of me, in order to satiate their idea of me. 
unquote. In her statement, the activist also wrote about her experience of having to defend herself in court when she did not have access to lawyers and her journey of becoming a climate activist. Talking of Ravi's remarks about the quote-unquote TRP-seeking news channels, she has been portrayed negatively by a section of the media that revealed her personal information, leading to the Delhi High Court directing them not to do so. After her arrest, she was linked to pro-Khalistani elements without evidence. In her report on newslaundry.com, Barkha Kumari gives a detailed account of who Dishra Ravi really is and how she is seen by people in her social circles, unlike some news channels that ran unverified claims against the activist. A Bengaluru-based activist who worked with Disha last year is quoted in the report as saying, Any youngster in Bengaluru who is into environmental activism has probably heard of Disha. She would turn up for all protests against animal cruelty, tree felling, farmers' movement and climate justice. Unquote. You can read the full report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, How Disha Ravi Came to Join Greta Thunberg's Climate Justice Cause. Please consider this a trigger warning as the following news contains instances of sexual violence. The Jharkhand police yesterday arrested the director of an NGO in Kunti district after more than 15 students accused him of sexual assault. The Kunti superintendent of police told the Indian Express that the accused runs an institute in the district. According to the complaint, he would allegedly call the girls to a private chamber in the institute and sexually harass them on the pretext of giving them a tolerance test. The officer said that the NGO director was arrested after an initial probe into the matter. The complaint against the accused was filed by social activist Lakshmi Bakla. The matter came to Bakla's knowledge after she received a phone call from one of the students who told her that she had been sexually assaulted by the accused for months. Other students eventually came out and made similar confessions. The accused has been booked for assault or criminal force with intent to outrage a woman's modesty, sexual harassment and word, gesture or act intended to insult the modesty of a woman. Amid the intensifying political battle between Trinamool Congress and BJP in West Bengal, farmer leader Rakesh Tiket reached Kolkata yesterday and addressed a farmer's mahapanchayat in Nandigram. At the event in Nandigram, where the state's CM Mamta Banerjee will take on TMC-turned-BJP leader Suvendu Adhikari, Tiket told people not to vote for the BJP. He said, and I quote, This is my message to the people of Bengal. The BJP-led central government has looted the country. Don't vote for them. If they come to you seeking votes, ask them, will you give us minimum support price? Unquote. Tiket is one of the prominent leaders of the ongoing farmer protests against the centre's farm laws. He was welcomed to Kolkata by Trinamool MP Dola Sen yesterday. Tiket called the recent alleged attack on Ms. Banerjee unfortunate. He said that he will travel across Bengal to campaign against the BJP, adding, however, that he was not in Bengal to seek vote for any party. In the alleged attack last week, Banerjee sustained injuries to her foot, head and chest while campaigning in Nandigram after filing her nomination papers. She told reporters that four to five unknown people pushed her and shut the car door on her. Her party TMC accused the BJP and the Election Commission of having a role in the matter. Earlier this week, the Election Commission took strong exception to TMC's allegations. The eight-phased assembly elections in Bengal will begin on March 27th with vote counting on May 2nd. Coming back to our story of the week. The National Investigation Agency last night arrested Mumbai Assistant Police Inspector Sachin Vazi. The agency has accused him of being involved in the parking of an explosive-filled vehicle near Mukesh Ambani's Mumbai home on February 25th. Waze was taken into custody after 12 hours of questioning at the agency's office in Mumbai. According to the Indian Express, he has been booked under provisions for criminal conspiracy, negligent conduct with explosive substance, forgery and criminal intimidation. 
In February, three days after a car filled with gelatin explosive sticks was found outside Mukesh Ambani's house, Antila, 10 teams of the Mumbai Police Crime Branch were deployed to find the culprits. Sachin Bhazi, who was in the Criminal Intelligence Unit of the branch, was virtually leading the investigation into the matter. Before the crime branch's teams could make much headway, former Maharashtra CM Devendra Fadnavis in Vidhan Sabha on March 5th made some remarks that put Waze at the centre of the bomb scare mystery. Fadnavis alleged that Waze had been in frequent touch with Mansukh Hiran, the man who was in the possession of the vehicle before it was found outside Antilla. Hiran had reported the vehicle as stolen a week before the Antilla incident. Fadnavis read out from call data details in the assembly of phone calls between Waze and Hiran. The BJP leader continued, alleging that Vazi was the first person to reach the spot where the stolen Scorpio was parked. The same day, Vazi had denied the allegations. Mansukh Hiran was found dead in a creek in Thane that very day. His wife Vimla alleged that Vazi was behind Hiran's murder. She also alleged that the Scorpio had been with Vazi for several months until February 5th this year. Days before his death, Hiran had written a letter to the Maharashtra CM alleging that he was being harassed by the police and media since the vehicle was found outside Antilla. He specifically pointed fingers at Sachin Bazi, along with Joint Commissioner of Police Milind Bharambe and a midday journalist. He alleged in the letter that apart from being interrogated by multiple police teams, he was also summoned by Sachin Bazi to the crime branch office where he was quote-unquote interrogated at length and repeatedly asked the same questions. To know more about the allegations made in Hiran's letter, read the report on newslaundry.com by Prateek Goyal and myself, titled, A Victim Treated as Accused. Days before mysterious death, Mansukh Hiran wrote to Maharashtra CM. In the report, we also spoke to the editor of the Daily Midday, whose reporter was accused by Hiran of calling him a suspect in the case. Amid the mounting pressure and allegations against Waze, Chief Minister Udhav Thakre's government took him off the Antilla security scare case. Vaze was then transferred out of the intelligence unit as well. Vaze is also under probe by the Maharashtra Anti-Terrorism Squad or ATS in connection with Hiran's death and his vehicle's theft reported on February 17th. Incidentally, Vaze had approached the Thane Sessions Court yesterday seeking anticipatory bail. The court has posted the matter for hearing on March 19th. After Vaze's arrest last night, Shiv Sena's Sanjay Rauth backed Vaze and said that there was no need for the NIA to get involved in the matter. He said, and I quote, I believe Sachin Vaze is a very honest and capable officer. He has been arrested in connection with gelatin sticks that were found. One suspicious death also occurred. It's Mumbai police's responsibility to investigate the matter. No central team was needed. Unquote. It is important to note that this is not Vaze's first encounter with controversy. More than 15 years ago, he was charge sheeted in the 2003 custodial death of Khwaja Yunus. The charges include murder, destruction of evidence and concealment of Yunus's body. Vaze resigned from the police in 2007 but was reinstated last year despite the pending trial in a murder case. In his latest report on newslaundry.com, Prateek Goyal traced Vaze's controversial career and spoke to Alicia Begum, the mother of Khwaja Yunus. Sachin Vaze is the murderer of my son and they reinstated him and even promoted him, Alicia told Prateek in distress. Additionally, Vaze was also a member of the Shiv Sena for 12 years. To read the detailed report, go to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Sachin Vaze, From Murder Accused to Shiv Sainik to Mumbai Star Cop. Listeners, I'd like to remind you that bringing you such reports requires time, effort and most importantly, resources. We are a 100% ad-free independent news platform and we don't take funding from the government or corporates. 
we run only on the support of our subscribers who fund us. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner today. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. Now for some international updates. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 119 million people, while more than 2.64 million people have lost their lives to the virus. Over 67.6 million people meanwhile have recovered from the infection worldwide. The New York Times reported that more than 400 workers at the automobile and energy company Tesla's plant in California tested positive for COVID-19 between May and December. This was revealed in public health data released by a transparency website Plainsight. The company's CEO Elon Musk had downplayed the severity of COVID-19 crisis and reopened the manufacturing plant in May last year, defying local health guidelines. News agency Associated Press reported that Jordan's health minister stepped down from his position yesterday after at least seven patients in a hospital's COVID-19 ward died due to shortage of oxygen supplies. Reuters reported yesterday that the neighboring country of Sri Lanka will ban the wearing of burqa and shut down over 1000 Islamic schools in the country. The country's minister for public health Sarath Virasekara said at a press conference that he signed a paper to ban burqa on national security grounds on Friday. He added that it needs the approval of the cabinet. The document also needs to be approved by the parliament where the government has a two-thirds majority. Virasekara said and I quote In our early days, Muslim women and girls never wore the burqa. It is a sign of religious extremism that came out recently. We are definitely going to ban it. Unquote. In the context of the shutting down of Islamic schools, the minister said that the schools were flouting the national education policy. He further said, and I quote, "Nobody can open a school and teach whatever you want to the children." Unquote. According to news agency AFP, the Sri Lankan government also gave itself the power to detain suspects for two years for their quote-unquote de-radicalisation. The country's president Gotabaya Rajapaksha cleared the regulations that allow the detention of anyone suspected of causing acts of violence or religious, radical, or communal disharmony or feelings of ill will or hostility between different communities. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.